Welcome to Legends of the Hall, the podcast centered around the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in Colorado Springs, telling the stories of the greatest stars in the history of Pro Rodeo. On today's show, we talk to 11-time world champion Charmaine James. She's one of the coaches at Kid Rock's Rock and Rodeo, May 17th in Arlington, Texas, just prior to the PBR World Finals. This is professional rodeo announcer Steve Kenyon. Legends of the Hall is being sponsored by Wrangler, the official Western wear of pro rodeo. Long live Cowboys. In just a moment, we'll talk to Charmaine James. Hey, y'all, this is Cody Johnson. When I was starting out in music, most every radio station and venue I went to told me no. At that point, you got two options, tuck tail and quit or buckle down and fight. Well, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I wear Wrangler jeans and shirts. Their toughness and style are legendary. They're an iconic symbol of the West, and there's no quit in them either. Life's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And if I'm going to enjoy the ride, I'm riding in Wrangler. Wrangler, long live Cowboys. We've got a special offer for all of you on the 8 Seconds Media store. Go to 8secondsmedia.com shop and enter the promo code winter at checkout. We'll save you $5 on selected winter clothing as wintertime is starting to wind down and we're headed into the springtime. Just go to the shop link at 8secondsmedia.com. On today's program, our guest is barrel racer Charmaine James, 11 times a world champion and an inductee into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame alongside her great horse, Scamper. Charmaine is also one of the coaches at the upcoming Kid Rock's Rock and Rodeo, May 17th, part of the PBR World Finals in Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium. Here's more with Charmaine James. Charmaine James is a Hall of Famer. She is a record setter, and she's also one of the coaches for Kid Rock's Rock and Rodeo that's coming to uh, the PBR World Finals on May the 17th. And she joins us. Hey, Charmaine, how are you? Hi, how are you, Steve? Good. It's it's wonderful to have a chance to visit with you. Full disclosure, my day today has been, I need to count up the number of gold buckles I've interviewed today. It started with Cody Ole, and then it went to Fred Whitfield, and now it goes to Charmaine. So that's hey, a lot of gold right there. Fun day, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting to look at the coaches for this event. Um, you, Fred, Cody, Sid Steiner, um, this is Kid Rock. Um, this is a this is kind of a group that y'all rodeoed a little bit together, didn't you? Or a lot? Oh yeah, we were all Body friends Mo. out there on the road, and and uh, it's kind of like family in a way. Um, so tell me about being a coach. What do you think? What what's your role? How do you how do how what what do you know about how you're supposed to handle all this? Well, from what I understand there's obviously got to be some strategy of how you pick your team and how you uh, pick your participant to go in which round. And, you know, obviously we're going to try and pick really good people and, you know, you just want to hope that, you know, strategy is, is let's make sure our people have the best day they can have. Right. It's just, uh, you take two really fast horses, um, but they're both really fast. You just sometimes don't know which one's going to come out on top that day. And, um, you know, obviously there's there's going to be strategy with it. But also you want to create that luck around it and that good energy around your team. And and uh, I see that that's my role in it, having, you know, having a good assistant coach and, and helping me with uh, data of where we're at and what we got to do and 
so on and so forth as as the event uh you know, as the event is going on. Right. Uh, there are going to be announcements coming up about helpers and assistance. I don't know how much you can say. Your husband, Tony, is going to be a part of your program, I know. Oh, yeah. Tony's going to be there helping me. Uh, and as far as, like, the draft goes, I, I'm familiar with the draft somewhat, but not like the guys who follow football and, and baseball. <laughs> uh, we, You know, my son had a very good friend that got drafted uh, to the Braves out of high school, and so we were – you know, we were right there with them all through that. So got to witness that. But but, uh, you know, obviously the guys around me, Tony's been in sports. And and uh, so having him help me kind of walk me through a little bit of it. And and the other part of it is understanding that tournament format of how it's going to how it's going to play out. Um, it's a little bit like baseball you know, learning uh, the formats of the tournament style. Once you win here, this team goes there and and making sure that I've got that in my head. I need to do that. But definitely Tony has helped me um, with that part of it. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of that. I think there's a lot about this rodeo that will will be explained over time. I'm not sure that I have any total understanding of the tournament style format either. Uh, you know, the, the, the big announcement uh, that came out and, and, you know, if you look at the AT&T Stadium website, for example, it talks about a reimagined rodeo featuring a team format with t six teams competing in a bracket-style competition and kid rock in concert. It just sounds to me like it's going to be a very energetic electric evening. I, yes, and that's and that's ultimately what Sean Gleason over at the PBR wanted to do was let's bring something exciting for the fans and and uh, you know, Kid Rock's involved and just really have a, a high energy event. Yeah. Um, tell me about the, I, I keep wanting to say drag race, race style, but um, barrel racing in particular, your event, it's gonna be, a, there are gonna be two barrel patterns set up and horses are gonna be red light, green light, go kind of a thing. Is that right? Yes. Everybody's been trying to figure out how this is all going to work. Um, and I think when you see it on paper, how the arenas are set up, it probably will make more sense. And then once the fans get there and see the arena set up, so it's going to be like, oh, wow, this is, there's a lot to watch here. It's going to be exciting. But so there'll be, you know, six, uh, you know, six people are going to compete in the first round and two will go head to head. Hmm. And whoever wins out of those three, they're going to advance, right? And then there'll right. be a wild card. Right. So, um, yes, there's going to be two arenas. They're not directly side by side. They're kind of on an angle. Um, and so you will be starting off of like a like a drag race type light system. You know, green means go. Red, hold. You know, green means go. So you're going to need uh, – a horses in the barrel racing, for instance, that are good starters, right. That are going to kind of go in that box and be ready to go. And, you know, if that, depending on exactly how long the box is going to be, you know, do you start a little early? Cause there's going to be a penalty if you go too soon hmm. and uh, right. Like a 10 second penalty if you start too soon. And so, you know, that head to head style competition is going to be, I think really exciting. I don't know if anybody else is thinking or had had a thought that I had. I, it seems to me that I remember watching these things a long, long time ago, and literally the barrel in the middle was like you know a shared barrel, for lack of a better term. You yes, couldn't have a lefty and a righty run at the same time. Right. It's not going to be in the arena, and you're not sharing a barrel. Good. You're going to be in your total 
um, kind of opposite side. Now you will be, the arenas are connected a little bit by the third barrel. So uh, I think it's the horse on the right side could possibly be see when he's running, could possibly see the third barrel from the other side. Um, and there's no fence in between. Yeah. Charmaine, how much fun is it for you to, to have these opportunities and continue to get these invitations to come back into the sport of rodeo in one way or the other, whether it was when you, you were invited to compete at the American or now as a coach here, um, it says something about the legend and the legacy you built that um, you're a person who's in demand to, to be involved in things like this. Well, I, I, it's a great honor. It really is for, for people to call and want me to be a part of it. Um, you know, very humbled by being a part of it and, and, uh, and what a blessing, uh, to still be part of something that I love and all the people and, a and a sport that, uh, meant so much to me that brought so much, you know, it was my life. It was my livelihood. And, and, uh, it's just, it's just really cool. 10 times a world champion on Scamper, one on Cruiser, um, inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Scamper was inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame actually several years before Charmaine. The the WPRA was not um, included in the Hall of Fame inductions until I think you were part of the first class in 2017. Um, and the single greatest bronze of all those wonderful bronzes at the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame still Whenever I'm there, I go find the one of, of you making the run where Scamper's head stall was falling off. Um, I mean, there, there's, there were a lot of different stories that came out of your, your dominance from 1984 through 1993 and for more than two decades at the NFR. Well, definitely. I, you know, I was so young, part of it. And remember in the time in the eighties um, and into the nineties, there really wasn't social media like there is today. Yeah. And um, when I was winning and, and winning more money than a lot of the men, um, I, it really garnered a lot of media attention. So it was the big media that I got. It was sports illustrated. It was ABC nightly news. It was good morning America. I mean, news stations were flying to our house to do interviews, you know, riding with me to rodeos. Uh, I, that was a time that I really got a lot of media attention, people magazine, life, Ma uh, life magazine. So, so many mainstream media publications that, uh, I got a lot of attention or scamper and I got a lot of attention. And, and so I think that a lot of people, became to know, you know, they came to know Scamper and I, and what a story from a horse who had went through so many sale yards and, and was mean and a bronc. And then here's this little blonde girl that gets him, you know, and, and it's just, there's so many stories and take off of that. And it's still to this day, such an amazing story uh, for Scamper to have gone on and won 10 world titles. And, and for me to have that commitment and love to do whatever it took to keep him healthy and, and strong. And it was, you know, everybody said, oh, the moon and the stars and the planets all lined up. And I love it because it absolutely did. It was, yeah. it was God's planning um, because what Scamper and I did over that period of time, we've been able to bring to people to teach them better how to take care of their horses and, and uh, you know, give back to the sport. The one question that, that I, I wonder if you hear over and over and over again is, how did you do it on one horse? 
I don't know that I did do it. There might've been a greater force behind it. I, I don't know. I'm very humbled by it. I, I can tell you that I loved it. Uh, it was 100% all I, you know, cared about. I loved my horse um, and worked really hard to, to learn everything that I could learn every day about how to, how to be a better rider, how to take better care of them. Um, you know, didn't just follow the, you know, mainstream, what everybody else was doing. I kind of beat to my own drum and, and kind of followed that inner voice and listening to things outside the box. Does this make sense? Does it, does it not? And so I think that that was a big part of it, you know, and the belief I could do it. You, you mentioned, and I never thought about this Charmaine, but 1984, your first world title, you were what, 14 years old, I think. 14. Yes. Um, I wonder what your life would have been like if everybody was walking around staring at their phones on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and all that other. I mean, I I can't imagine that good or bad. I'm not sure. You know, social media wasn't around then. Um, it was a. Yeah, different, I don't know. Yeah. Would I it be? Would you? Would I be a bigger? You know, would Scamper and I be a bigger force yeah. now because of it? Or. Or I, I don't, I guess, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, everything happens at the right place at the right time for civic reason. And I kind of believe that. Yeah. You did bring a lot of fans to rodeo. There is no, there. sports are defined by their stars. And for a decade plus, you were the, you were the star. One of the, certainly one of these stars. And I can't, I can't believe you didn't bring a lot of people to our sport. Well, I, I probably did. And I think a lot of people liked it because, um, cause I had such a love for scamper. They love scamper. You know, yeah. people were big fans of scamper, right? Like, Oh my gosh, you know, this horse, look at what they're doing. And, and, uh, you know, obviously I couldn't do it without him and I don't know that he could have done it without me knowing what is out there mainstream world. I did a lot of things different than what everybody else did and, and didn't follow the norm. And so, yeah, I, I believe I probably brought a lot to it. It was a lot to talk about and I'm happy for that. And I'm, I'm really happy that throughout my career that I was able to try to make the sport better, even if it wasn't always what people agreed with or what they liked, just, you know, standing up for, for things that I felt like would make rodeo better. That was always my, my intention to make it better for the horses and the, and the other riders and other contestants. Is, is that part of why you get involved in something like this now? Oh, for sure. I mean, and look, how fun is this going to be? Um, oh, yeah. You know, there we all, there's going to be so much hype about this team winning and that team winning. And, you know, that's what we are. We're really competitive deep down, right? So we're going to really do whatever it takes to win because that's who we are. And, uh, but yeah, so hopefully getting out here and promoting rodeo and the contestants and, the great horses that will be there. It's going to be fun. You know, the one record that will never be broken, I'm convinced, from 1984 until when did Christy win her fourth one? 1998, I think. The combined cost of almost every world champion horse was less than $2,000 between Bozo and Scamper. Um, I that'll, that'll never happen again. I can guarantee you that. No, no, it's a different, it's a, it's a different out there. You know, um, 
there, everybody is uh, beginning to think like, boy, this, you better have some money to buy the horses and the rigs and competing against them. But, you know, I don't anyone, let anyone ever get discouraged that to find that right horse to go out there and make your dreams happen and get there. You, you know, um, you got to imagine it first. If you don't, it'll never happen for sure. So, yeah, yeah you know, you're just, you're going to head down the road you're supposed to go down. What are you doing today, Charmaine? The last last time I remember talking to you about this, you were doing some schools and you were very much a baseball mom in a lot of ways. What are you doing today? Well, I'm I'm still doing the same thing, uh, getting ready to go for school in Temecula, California next week. Um, I do one school typically a month, but I manage all the business day to day for all the schools. And uh so I'm, I'm, that keeps me busy most of the time. Uh, my mom, my dad is 90, my mom's 83. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of their caretaker on the side, very blessed to be able to, to take care of them and, and, and do that. My, uh, my oldest son, Tyler, uh, got a scholarship to play baseball at Texas state, just an hour down the road in San Marcos. So, um, he's working hard to, to get on the team and get in there and play as a freshman um, so keeping up with him and then my youngest son, Austin, he is a sophomore and he's heavy into baseball, really good baseball player. He just made varsity. I, I think he's going to stay on varsity. You know how that goes. Yeah. You got to do good to stay there, but, um, you know, just, uh, really, really blessed to, uh, be here for my family and, uh, you know, just being a, being a good mom is like the most important thing. So. Kid Rock's Rock and Rodeo, um, May the 17th. Charmaine is one of the coaches. And uh, so is there going to be like a – will there be a draft board? Will there be a big whiteboard and a, and a bunch of, you know, ifs and ands and all these kinds of things? I, I, I would – if it were me, I would probably – drive myself nuts trying to figure out who I was going to pick and who was available and all that. You, you get to figure all this out and you got a little bit of time. Once The draft is later this month, right? The draft is the end of the month. The deadline is on the 15th. So if you haven't, you know, if people haven't got in there and signed up yet, they still have till the 15th to get signed up. And that's, so, that's the um, WCRA's virtual rodeo qualifier, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that anything's probably worth driving yourself too crazy over. You know, you just, I, the way I see it, you got to have your picks. And if they get taken, you go on to the, you know, you move on and you move down. If I, this one, uh, I don't get this guy. I'm going to take that guy. If I don't get that girl, I'm going to go with this girl. And, and you've got to, you better go pretty deep because you just don't know yeah. where it's going to happen. I think just doing your homework ahead of time. That's why that assistant coach, um, their knowledge and uh, an analytical mind. Uh, I don't know that I'm able to say who my assistant coach is. They're going to make a big announcement yet. Um, some people probably already know, but um, I, my assistant coach is absolutely amazing. And he's going to be a big part of this in the draft and, and, and picking the, the teams. I know who it is. And it's a person who is really good at paying attention to every single event. How's that? Was that generic enough? That was great. Yeah. 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 It was him. Yeah. Uh, that That's the guy. Um, and we'll find out about that in about a week, and that'll be kind of fun, too. You're going to have a lot of fun with that person who I cannot identify at this point. Um, so what's the what's the dynamic going to be like among the coaches? Are you going to 
going to have a chance to – will there be a little – I can't imagine Fred Whitfield and Cody Olin and Sid Steiner aren't going to spend a little bit of time poking at one another if they get a chance to. Um, what's the dynamic going to be like with the coaches? Oh, yeah, it's going to be – you know, everybody's going to be making jabs and at each other and, hey, what's this one doing, that one doing? Everybody ultimately wants to win. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be good. It's yeah. it's going to be good, fun competition. Um, when you found out you got to do this and then there was a big announcement, you got to hang out a little bit with Kid Rock in, in, uh, in December at Las Vegas. Um, I'm, I'm guessing people have asked you on more than one occasion, so what's Kid like? What's, what's it like to get around him? Um, what, I, I don't know if you had much chance to hang out with him, but what's Kid like? Well, I, I really haven't had a chance to like meet him, meet him, sit down. Hey, How's it going? I haven't had that conversation with them. Um, I'm sure, you know, that pro that opportunity will will arise. Um, you know, the the thing about Kid Rock that that I was really excited about is that he is a huge patriot for our country and yeah. loves our country. And uh, you know, seeing him around Dana White, um, I followed Dana White's journey with Gary Brecca. Um, you know, as far as getting healthy and, um, you know, just uh, working on getting better. So I've been kind of following Dana White and then Dana White and Kid Rock and Trump are all together. And I'm like, this is really cool. You know, <laughs> I just like to you know, hey, what's it like to golf with Trump? Like, yeah. you know, ask them questions like that. And, and uh, so it's really it's it's really neat to be involved with them. Um I'm probably more interested in, uh, you know, just, hey, wow, you guys are doing some amazing things behind the scenes for our country. And I probably appreciate that more than anything. Yeah. You know, Charmaine, the, the last question before I go. I am I am really intrigued by um, over the last, you know, the American was was kind of a departure from traditional rodeo. The WCRA has been. Um, is is very much involved, obviously, in all of this. Folks who want to get drafted have to, you know, be involved in the WCRA. But there are there are opportunities to step outside the traditional um, and tradition. The the traditions in rodeo are great. And I'm not. Please don't misinterpret anybody who who watches this or listen to this. Anything I'm saying, saying we need to abandon what has made rodeo great for decades and decades but at the same time it's fun to see people experiment with ways to grow the audience and expand and reach out and find new people and find new fans and to me that's that's a great opportunity that this event possesses i think so um there is never anything wrong with with the way this is going and and who knows it may grow into something really big and and from somebody who, as a as a competitor as a contestant, I think these kind of opportunities are amazing um, because they're always there has not always been a lot of money. Like you know, rodeo pays a lot more than when I was in there. Yeah. Huge difference now. And and so, with that said, though the price of trucks and trailers and feed and everything else in between has gone up a lot as well. And so any opportunity to get in there and win more money and, and get uh, more visibility to the fans out there and more TV and, and 
all of that's going to do nothing but improve. So I'm all for it from a, from a competitor standpoint and a fan standpoint. Why not? Yeah. You know, you mentioned the money. I told Cody all, I said it would be really hard for me to not go back and multiply those 52 go round wins. And I don't remember how many you won at the NFR by what it paid this year to win a go round just to see what, <laughs> of course in 1984, you weren't paying five bucks a gallon for diesel. Let's either. don't do it. Let's don't do it. We might cry. Yeah. <laughs> No kidding. Uh, Charmaine, have a lot of fun with this. Just enjoy the heck out of it. Yes, definitely. Every day should have fun, not just this event. Yeah. I just try to have a good time every day. Yeah. How much are you, do you go to some jackpots or do, or do are you able to get out and compete much? Do you? Oh, a lot of people ask me that. And, you know, I want to go out. I have, I have a couple nice Colts that are really nice here at home. Um, I think I'm going to get out and go, but I, I'm just gone a lot on the weekends. Uh, like this weekend, for instance, we're going over Texas state to watch a scrimmage. Um, and it seems like, you know, Austin plays Mondays and, and, or yeah, Mondays and Fridays. And so it's just nonstop. I think if I could go and kind of stick with it, it would make a big difference. Yeah. Uh, well, like I asked you earlier about, the, the times I've spoken to you and you talked about how important your kids were and being supportive of them and all that. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's rodeos, a rodeos, a, Christy Peterson and Jordan and Jordan Briggs, when I interviewed them for, for a podcast a while back, they both said rodeo is a very selfish sport. You have to be kind of selfish to, to really go out and succeed and, and to, to commit to it fully. Um, and, and the time commitment, there's only so many hours in, in a day and in life that you have to do all those kind all those things. I think so. And, but you know what, I think as long as you're doing what you want to do um, and you can do it and you're not other people around you aren't suffering from it, um, it's fine. And uh, I'm doing what I want to do. I, I would never want to get 10 years down the road and wasn't there to help take care of my mom and dad or yeah. be there for my kids you know, I'm not there giving them advice what to do for baseball other than look, work hard. The, you know, the guys that work the hardest, you know, are going to always advance and, you know, be there for them that way. And that's the most important thing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Charmaine James joining us, uh, the 11 time world champion and now one of the coaches. Do you guys have team names and all that yet? Or is that? Yes. My, my team name is Misty Mountain Hop. It's a, it's named after Led Zeppelin song. It was one of kids' favorite songs. Oh, wow. Okay. Misty Mountain Haw. There you go. Yes. Um, there will be, I'm going to be rooting for you, Charmaine, just for the heck of it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, I, hey, a little good energy my way. That's all yeah, I need. There you go. Uh, have fun and, uh, and maybe we'll get a chance to chat, chat again sometime soon. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Charmaine James joining us. By the way, Charmaine's assistant coach, my friend Justin McKee. You watch him all the time, of course, on the Cowboy Channel, one of the best rodeo announcers in the planet. The assistant coaches were announced a few days ago, and uh, I hope Charmaine and Justin have a great time putting together that team for Kid Rock's Rockin' Rodeo. You can go to PBR.com, get all the details. Go to ProRodeo.com for the latest from the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Thanks for joining us for Legends of the Hall, brought to you by Wrangler. God bless everybody. I'm Steve King.